It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard. Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports uh, Podcast. It must be a Monday because, uh, yeah, it just must be. And we have a Happy President's about. Day. Oh, yeah, Happy President's Day for all of you that have the day off of work. Lucky. We are back at it. And we don't take days off unless there's a lot of snow. That does happen, and so that kind of backlogs us for today's show because actually there's a couple of games from Wednesday that we get to talk about yes. before we get into Friday and Saturday. Uh, there was nothing on Thursday. Yes, everything was done Thursday. Uh, Friday we had to move around a lot. We got four games in on Friday, Dennis. It was all right. Yeah. It's all right. I, I like that, though. I like when teams are on midwinter break and can have a 3 p.m. start or have something I think it was the first time we've had this year, a Friday girls and boys doubleheader. Well, we used to get a lot of girls and boys doubleheaders the last couple of years. Marysville did them all the time, and then, yeah, we haven't really seen any this year. No. That was the first one, yeah. And I know sometimes it can be logistically tough, especially when you have six games going between the main and aux gyms, but – I don't know. It's for us. It's fun. I enjoyed it. It it was a really cool atmosphere, and I enjoyed that you enjoyed it. I enjoyed getting to do uh, to to. It's kind of fun too, and, and it worked out like perfectly. I actually had more time than I needed to get from Northern to Armada for the uh, for the second uh, game on uh, on Friday, and that was another great game. Two heartbreaking losses this week for Armada at home in yeah. girls basketball. Oh, see, all the teams I was covering won this weekend, so I was good luck, even if I wasn't for part of the game. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I guess we might as well not waste any time because we have a whole lot to talk about. The I didn't end up going to Brown City because, one, at the time I didn't know if the game was going on, and two, I'll be honest, didn't want to chance those roads because there's a lot of back roads going up to Brown City, but I missed a good one up in the thumb. Um I got to see two good ones yes. in St. Clair. Yes, I did. All right. We'll uh, take the first break, and then we'll get right to it. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 800- 250-7520. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 
800-800-7700 for all your real estate needs. O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Hi, Chip Mortimer here. So much depends on your roof. Mortimer Lumber proudly features the Landmark Series Shingle from CertainTeed Roofing. Landmark Shingles come in many colors to surely enhance the look of your home. Landmark Shingles offer a limited lifetime warranty, so you can be assured your roof will last for generations to come. Stop by Mortimer Lumber at 24th and Lapeer in Port Huron. Our expert staff will be glad to help answer all of your questions. Mortimer Lumber has locations in Port Huron, Emily City, Sandusky, and Bad Axe. Hey guys, Brady Beaton here to let you know that TP Logos is now at their brand new location. Now located at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville, TP Logos has the largest in-stock selection of your team's spirit wear. While the location has changed, the service has not. They still will handle all of your custom screen printing and embroidery needs. Check out tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. Don't wait weeks for your gear. Get it in days with TP Logos. Take advantage of high market values by tapping into your home's equity with a low-rate home equity line of credit from Advia Credit Union. Use the cash for seasonal spending, consolidating high-interest debt, and much more. Learn more and get started online at adviacu.org forward slash HELOC. All loans subject to approval. Equal housing opportunity. NMLS number 401863. Dura Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Dura Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Dura Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. Dura Clean by Bachelor. Finding that missing shin guard. Remembering whether it's a home or away game. Getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things, like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref! That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. Magna International is North America's largest auto supplier and now calls the Blue Water area home. Our new plant, located on Range Road in St. Clair, will have great opportunities for all members of the community. Named to Fortune Magazine's World Most Admired Companies two years in a row, Magna offers many different career opportunities. Wages start from $17 and up. Go to magna.com forward slash careers to apply today. Again, magna.com forward slash careers to join our team and create the future of mobility together. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, uh, we're back. Uh, Dennis and uh, Brady, Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck on Sports podcast, and it's a Monday and uh, let's uh, just let's get into it because we got to go back a few days. We actually have to go back to Wednesday. There wasn't a lot, but there were a couple of girls' basketball games, and we happened to be at both of them. On Wednesday? Yeah. 
Or no? No, you, you didn't go the to one. the Saint Clair no, game. No, I wasn't. Did you? I had to. I had other obligations that day. All right, so my apologies. I was about to say. I, was like, I thought you went to the Saint. No, See, that's I how was far back to, it was. I was going. That's what to, happens when you give me a week off between shows. <laughs> I thought you went to the Saint Clair no, game. No, I was Anyways. going to, and then I had other things I had to do. Okay, so Saint Clair beat Sterling Heights fifty-three to thirty-four, which was what we expected would happen. Yeah, they 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 took care of business in in a big way. I mean. They they've taken care of teams that they're better than. They outside of the Anchor Bay game, which was like the second game of the year. Every time St. Clair has played a team that you feel, oh, they should win this game, they do. Yeah, yeah, they they've been solid that way. The the their problem has been that Marysville and Marine City have been so good this year. Yes, um, and the, and that's why they sit third. Uh, right now in in their league, and we'll talk about them more when we get to Friday because yeah, they they played well that day. Uh, Eisenhower Northern was the other game on Wednesday. This is the game that I went to. Really wasn't quite sure what to expect. Eisenhower had actually beaten Port Huron High the week before. Um, they're they're five hundred team overall, but they're in the red, so they play a tough schedule. Um, Northern had been struggling. This ended up being a really tight ball game. Um, Northern had a big second quarter. They're down 13-4 to at the end of one. They were actually down 13-2. They scored a bucket in the last minute of the first and basically ended the half on a 22-6 to run to lead at halftime 24-19. to They got outscored in the uh, – the third quarter to be down by a point going into the fourth, 28-27, and they ended up losing by a point, 35-34. But Abby Landshut had a good look at a three at the buzzer. It went halfway down and came back up. Uh, it had the wrong spin on it. I really, When she first shot the ball, from where I'm at in the gym broadcast-wise, it's coming right at me. I'm like, nope, doesn't have a chance. It hit the heel, went straight up, came straight down, and I'm like, oh, it's going in, and then yeah, back out. I've seen so many shots like that this year come out like that. That's one you wish would have gone uh, down. Uh, Kate Nichols, the freshman, 10 points, really had a, a strong uh, game, um, and she's had good games this year. This is the best one that I've seen her play in games that, that I've been at. Um, really strong. Jersey McGregor, eight points, 15 rebounds. Uh, and Shannon Falco had seven points. I'm telling you right now, Shannon Falco might be the centerpiece for that team next year. They have a lot of good young talent. A lot of good young talent. But she, even now, she brings the ball up most of the time um, and, and handles things. And she's really calm, cool, and collected. Um, and Eisenhower tried to, to press and, and, and trap and do things like that. And Northern handled it pretty well. Um, that was a tough loss for the, uh, the Huskies uh, in a game that uh, they had every chance to uh, win. So then Thursday happened and we got snowed out. So Friday we decided since there was only those two games to talk about. Yes. We didn't do the show. So we just tacked them onto this one. A lot more to talk about. So let's uh, start. Uh, with uh, the games that uh, we saw on Friday, and we'll start with your St. Clair Lance Cruz girls game. St. Clair Lance Cruz, this is a rematch 
from earlier in the season. Um, St. Clair had beaten Lance Cruz in a uh, – it was actually fairly decisive, I guess, earlier in the season, 34-29. So it was close, but not, not, you know, razor thin. Um, That was part of the – four-game win streak that kind of got St. Clair going this year. Game started off 10-10, good game starting, and then St. Clair put the foot on the accelerator, went up 25-18 at the half. Third quarter, no one could score, but St. Clair still won it 5-2 to go up 30-20 going into the fourth quarter. And in the fourth quarter, Lance Cruz showed its only life. Girl that came off the bench for Lance Cruz, Lakia Brownlee. Through, she had one point going into the fourth. She throws up a shot from about a step away from the corner. From three, throws it up off the high glass and then banks into three. That brings it within single digits. Okay, they get a stop. She gets a shot from the other corner. This one didn't need a bank, and it goes right down the middle, and you're like, come on. Like, she. Uh, Someone who, a bench player, just hit two huge threes, makes it a close game. Then then the press was on, and they were getting some turnovers, and it was getting close. But at the end of the game, some big free throws by St. Clair. Peyton Malcolm hit some. Tabitha Berlin hit some. They end up winning 38-34 in what was a game that might have been a little closer than it needed to be. The only quarter they lost was the fourth quarter, 14-8. But when they needed to, St. Clair had a few big free throws down the stretch to get the win. Peyton Malcolm hit two threes. She ended with 11 points. Paris, uh, excuse me, Aaron Saros had eight points. Tabitha Furlan was six. Sky Gottler had seven. It was a nice all-around effort by the Saints. Um, PH beat Utica 37 to 32. Uh, I think that's a nice win for the big reds. It avenges a loss from a year or a year ago. The start of the season. The start of the the season. And and it was kind of a situation with some of the big games that they've had, uh, and, and they didn't get the wins for this. That again, it's kind of a a feel good moment. Yeah. Because you look at Port Huron that pushes their record with one game left to go to 13 and six. Their six losses, their first game to Utica by two. They lost to Lons Cruz North, Gross Point North, Dakota, Gross Point North, and then the upset against Ike Yeah, were their six losses. Their last game their, their last game of the season is Wednesday against Flint Powers. So I, I think you take, I guess, in what would be considered a reloading year because you lost a lot of talent to go 13-6 and six and have one of your starters go out for the season. That's maybe not uh, – looking back, they're like, oh, we could have this game and this game. But if you would have told me at the start of the season the Big Reds win 14 games and say that's a really nice year and they had some players make huge strides for them. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Northern played another good game. The, the Northern ladies played two strong games this week. Overtime at Romeo, they lost 46-42 despite getting 18-20 and from Jersey McGregor. And hitting – Two absolutely clutch free throws. She got fouled on a putback as time expired. So I, I, I don't know this, but I'm assuming if there was no time on the clock, she was the only one at the free throw line, down two, bang, bang, going to overtime. Just couldn't 
finish it off in overtime. Yeah, Kate Nichols scored eight, so she had two strong games this week um, for well, Northern. Look at Northern's last three games. They went through that little law where Dakota and Gross Point North got really got the best of them. Against Gross Point South, they lost 42-38. Against Ike, they lost by a point. And, Dennis, you said they were inches away from winning that yeah, game. Yeah, I mean, that again, I'm not exaggerating. The, the ball, I'm right there. The ball's halfway down the hoop, and it comes back up. Yes, and then they lose in overtime to Romeo. I know they've lost six straight now, but their last three games have been much more encouraging performances. Yeah. Uh, MLA City was MLA City. They rolled Crosslex 56-22. to um, They're still unbeaten in the uh, BWAC and probably re- will remain that way. Um, North Branch Armada was the game that I went to on Friday night at Armada, and this was an interesting ball game. Uh, first off, uh, Brady, North Branch has got Alana Deshesky back. Yes. Um, who has been out most of the season with uh, a knee uh, injury that needed uh, surgery. And while she's not out there pouring in 30 points or anything like that, that is a difference maker on that basketball team. That is another option that they now have, another big that they now have. Mm-hmm. North Branch is easily size-wise the biggest girls team in in the BWAC um, with Bickle, with Welsh, with Ludisher, and now with Deshesky. They can put some size on the uh, the floor and clog up the lane uh, and do some good things. They got off to a very slow start in this one, though. Armada came charging out. They led 12-5 at the end of the first, and at one point midway through the second, they were up 18-9. And then North Branch, something sparked, and they closed the first half on a 12-2 run and took a 21-20 lead at halftime. They just, all of a sudden, they just, out of nowhere, they got hot. Shots started going in that weren't going in all half long. For the first uh, 12 minutes of the game, nothing's going in, and then all of a sudden, in a four-minute stretch, you can't miss. I don't know how it happens. I don't know why it happens, but it happens. Sports. Yeah. And just the opposite at the other end. Armada's getting everything that they want. Sneezak is going nuts. She finished the game with a game-high 18 points, and then all of a sudden, there's a lid on the basket. Mm -hmm. Shots that were going in a minute ago aren't going in anymore. That's the kind of game that it was. The entire third quarter, um, nobody could score. It was a 7-6 quarter for North Branch. They led uh, 28-26 going into the fourth, and then in the fourth quarter, it was more high-scoring. Uh, but the, the moment of the game it, it came late, okay? First, first off, um, Upton, Ashlyn Upton, the freshman, hadn't scored a basket the whole game, gets a layup to tie the game at 33-33. North Branch would then end up scoring the next seven points to go up 40-33. to um, Now we're in the, the final minutes of the game. The score is... 40 to 35 at this point. And Armada is trying to foul. Generally, in that situation, the officials understand that right. you're trying to foul to stop the clock. You're playing the free throw game. I mean, some officials will, if you even, when you reach out, if your wind touches them, they'll call a foul. Because which... they understand that that's what you're trying to do. 
I'm telling you, these guys were letting it like the the the, the Armada girls are like putting both hands on North Branch players and not getting a call. And time is melting off the clock. Yes. So finally, um, it was uh, Mia Drob for Armada basically shoved Alana Dushevsky to the floor to get the foul call mm-hmm. because it was the only way she was going to get the foul call, which is ridiculous. So I'm, I'm putting this a little bit on the officials. Right. You It had it got to that point because – because just big, call, you know they're fouling. Call the damn foul. Right. Now, uh, now but, I understand if you let it go when, like, someone just touches their jersey. Like, you go, okay, you actually have, have that, to foul. Because then you reward the the good dribbling or the good offense from staying away. You're basically playing keep away. So I understand, like, if barely touching them. But if they can get a palm on them, you understand, yes, they're trying to foul. So, again. Put it back. There's 30 seconds to go. It's a five-point game. Drob pushes Dushesky to the floor. Dushesky just back from an injury. Right. Lands hard. She's holding the basketball. She understandably would be a little upset. She's upset. Drob is not even five feet away from her, and she guns the ball at her and hits her square on. Just boom, thud. To Drob's credit, she just stood there and took it. <laughs> like <laughs> she knew that it was a hard foul, and yeah. I and I think she got Dushevsky's frustration. Like yes. it could have escalated into a really bad situation, but what happened was we had a foul against Drob, mm-hmm. and we had a technical foul against Dushevsky. Right. Drob goes to the free throw line. It's uh it's the ninth team foul. Dushesky goes to the free throw line. Yeah, Dushesky goes to the free throw line. It's the ninth foul. So she's shooting a one and, and one. And North Branch is up at this point. They're up yes. five and she's still angry. Right. So she bricks the free throw. So now I'm looking at it going thirty seconds to go. Armada's got two free throws with the tech and they're gonna get the ball. Mm-hmm. They have a chance here. All they gotta do is make the free throws. Upton goes to the line, makes both techs. Now it's 40 to 37. Armada's basketball. It's like a three ties the game, and they have plenty of girls on their team that can shoot the three. Right. And they get an open look on the inbound, and the ball goes, Brady, halfway halfway down down and and pops pops back back out. out. And again, it's at the end that I'm at. I'm not exaggerating this. That ball was in, and then it just changed its mind. It had the backspin or whatever it is that makes it come back up like that. Um, and, but North Branch drops the rebound out of bounds. So Armada's got another chance to inbound the ball. With about how much time left now? Now there's 15 seconds to go. Okay. So obviously North Branch is guarding the three-point line. Yes. So Armada tries to go inside and get a quick two mm-hmm. from Sneezak. Now where we're at in Armada, we're right on the baseline. Yes, because I got a really good look at this. So real quick, in Armada's gym, it's the two-tiered gym, um, kind of like what the old Marysville gym used to be like, or imagine if the port here on high gym had bleachers, or actually like, uh, or if northern, the one side had bleachers. Like there's, a, I guess, a balcony, and then there's seating below it. Yeah. We, and just because there's not a lot of power outlets up on the balcony, we have to our thing only reaches to the one baseline where you enter the gym from. Yeah. So you are sitting 
right on the baseline. Right on the baseline. They said Snezak dropped the ball out of bounds. I disagree. I disagree. I thought she kept the ball in bounds. And a lot of times you don't have the best angle for it. That's the I'm, one spot. I'm, I'm right on it. Yes. I'm right down the line with the raised, the elevated view. Yes. And uh, I, I, I disagree. Uh, and so North Branch got the ball. They ended up getting fouled again and making a couple free throws to put the game away. And it ended 42-37. But it was a, a wild finish. Uh, and I have to say, again, I've been doing this for 31 years or whatever it's been. I don't ever remember another situation where a player from one team threw a ball at the player from the other team. And, and you actually kind of understood the whole thing. Uh, and I, like, I did understand it, and I didn't blame I didn't blame Drob for pushing Tashevsky down. Mm-hmm. It was a hard foul. But otherwise, she's not going to get the call, and, right. and time is running off the clock, and they're down five points. Uh, and then the, the other thing is I don't blame Tashevsky for being upset, and I know that it was a – you know, just a in the moment reaction. Right. That's a that's a. And fortunately, nobody got hurt. Right, and cooler heads prevailed. Cooler but heads prevailed, an and instance. and the officials called the, the the foul and the technical, right. which is what they can do in that situation. And the that's an instance where you just talk to Dushetsky after you go. I know why you did it. Just understand the situation. Why you can't do that? Yeah. Like, like that's that's one word. That's a teaching moment. But you go. I can. Like, I get what clicked in your brain. Like, I've, I've talked about it before where I can understand the thought. I 100% understand that thought process. But you also go, look at the scoreboard. You That gave them life. Yeah, you, you, you just gave them a chance. Like, I guess it's a little different if she goes up and knocks down her right. two free throws. Or even and, one. And it's a seven-point game or, yeah, whatever. But the fact that by missing your free throw, You've now left the door open for the other team to actually tie the game. Because mm-hmm. um, even if you hit the front weird. end, the technical free throws can't make it a one possession. Yeah, game. exactly. It, it doesn't matter what happens on the possession; they're still going to need to follow you again and get another possession. Anyways, uh, it, it ended up being a really fun uh, game between North Branch and Armada with a, a wild kind of finish. Uh, Yale beat Algonac 42-26, so a real good week last week for the Yale girls. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, then you had Richmond beating Elmont 35-31. Elmont struggled last week, but for Richmond, you said that's their first BWAC win? Yes. I, in a long time. Yes. I will have to, I don't have the exact uh, date, but I know it's been – a while since they've gotten a BWAC win. They did lose two to Cross Lex, the other team that's struggled a bit this year. But that's just a nice – because, again, we talk about things when a program's struggling a bit. To get it back on track, you have to kind of break those streaks. Like an example is – let's just use the Lions as an example. You want to start to build credibility. You have to make the playoffs, and you have to – break the playoff winless streak then you have to win a division like getting those things that they say well you haven't done this since x for richmond that's their first BWAC win since the 1819 season yeah and so that's you, you get that we talked moment. about it with elginac earlier yes. in the season the boys yes you got your first win since yes and now that's off the books. Now yes. nobody can say that anymore. You've got your first BWAC win since. Yeah. Like another example is like Michigan football. You've made you made the Big Ten championship. You won the Big Ten. So now 
all that negative energy is gone. Yeah. So that's a building block for them to work on, and that's a nice win for Richmond on the road too, might I add, beating Almont. Yeah. They right. have some good players. They do. Like uh, the, 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 their team, and I've only seen them play the one time, and it was against Imlay City. But, yeah, they, they've got some, some players on that team. Um, Johnson is one. Koenig is one, and I'm missing somebody else that oh, I really for Alma, that yeah. Team, yeah. For for Richmond, um, the 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 toy girl is a good basketball player. They're they're the freshman Coker I liked, um, but they have they have talent because Dennis, we've seen girls basketball games where you go, what is going on here? And I never thought I didn't think that when I saw Richmond play or any of the other teams struggling in the BWAC. All right. Uh, Sandusky beats Marlette 36-19. to So Sandusky's now 9-0 in league, 17-0 overall. Emmy Bender, 12 points, 9 rebounds, 8 steals, 3 assists. My draft pick. And she's the mayor of Sandusky this week. <laughs> and uh, Morgan uh, Teague had 7 points, 5 rebounds, and 4 steals. And there were a whole bunch of other girls that were filling up uh, the 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 stat book for uh, Sandusky, but that's what they do. That's who they are. Um, all right, uh, let's get into the uh, boys as uh, well. I had the early game on Friday. Oh, we're just gonna make this a marathon. Yeah, well, let, let's let's just go because why not? Um, Cousino beat Northern sixty-one to forty-one. I was shocked as it was happening. I'm still shocked as I'm reading it going, no, that's a misprint, and I was at the game. <laughs> I'm not – if you would have told me, <clears throat> geez, it is a Monday, Cousineau wins and it's a close game, like I get that. The Mac Blue is really competitive, and to beat a team three times is tough. To go at that point it would be 11-0 and against league teams is tough. But the fact that they lost by 20, and this is on the heels of – kind of taking one on the chin against Gross Point South as you want to be playing your best basketball because districts are coming up and actually girls district draws are out we'll talk about that later in the show but you want to be playing your best basketball and to lose to Cousineau by 20 again it's not that they lost because Dennis would you have been shocked if you came back and were like oh Cousineau upsets Northern 57-53 and just hit a few big shots down the end. No, but you only score 41 points. You give up 61, and that was one thing we really complimented Northern on was their defense. Uh, and and it, this is a one-point game at halftime, very low scoring at halftime, 22-21 Cousineau. But they outscored them 39-20 to in the second half. Like, they, they killed them in the second half. They doubled them up. And, again, Northern's defense has been what's – help them along is they go like look at Lakeshore a team that was averaging like high I think high 60s per game held them under 50 twice that's where they they win their games again you can talk about Tyler Jamison scoring however or Maher hitting threes or whatever other role player you want to talk about but if they're if a team's scoring in the 60s especially come district time when they have to play Lance Cruz North, they're going to have a rough time. It's going to be their defense that would win them a district because they're, I, I just don't see a scenario where they run through, run with them and win a game 77 to 73. No. Here, here's the thing. I'm, I'm going to say two things right now. 
that, that are like an, it's an oxymoron or whatever you want to call it. Cousin O completely sold out and triple team Jameson. Yes. He scored 25. And you said held him to 25. Held him to 20. They held him to 25, triple teaming him. But it worked for them because Maher, Clark, Collins, no points. Right. And just think about it. None of those guys have to go off. If those guys, those three average five a player. So you make, let's say between them, you make two layups or two jumpers or a layup and a three. That is 15 points added. And did out of those three guys, if they added five points, would you have been like, oh, my God, he had the game of no. Four to six points for all three of them. And it's a it's a much closer game. And, and that's the thing, like. Clark and Collins generally hit a three or a yes. couple of threes between them. And lately, Maher's been scoring right around 10 a game. Yes. If you get that, this is a much closer ball game. And then I got to give Cousino some props. Um, Carson uh, Deitch hit five threes and had 17 points in the game. And in the second half, he couldn't miss. He couldn't miss. He just he went off. One of those um, days. Yeah, and Donald Wilburn, who the first time I saw Cousin O'Donnell Wilburn was on the bench three minutes into the game with three fouls and didn't play much. He played, and he had 16 points, and he is a really good um, player. And then they just had uh, their, their other role guys did enough. Um, Kobe Armstrong scored 29 the first time I saw him. He only had four points in this game, but he did other things. Right. You know? Um, and uh, they also, uh, Justin Lifshay knocked down a couple of threes. Mitchell Fisher sat on the bench for most of the game. Then he came in in the third quarter and hit a huge three for them and ended up scoring like five points in a couple of minutes. And then he came out of the game. You know, he was just giving a breather to the other guys. Um, and then Dice came back in, and he was knocking down threes. But it was almost like Dice hadn't left the game because Fisher came in and did what Dice was doing. Right. So they just uh, – Cousin O played really well. I don't want to take anything away and say that, oh, Northern stunk up the gym. They played really well. They had their game plan. They stuck with it, and they got themselves a 20-point a, a win. But I'm still, even now, like going back through it, I just like that score just shocked me. And I am going to be a little bitter because with the result of the next game we'll talk about, it takes away something I wanted. And I like getting <laughs> things I want. You like getting you, things are we just that, keep that you want. I, I was through. going to keep going. I was going to do your St. Clair game next. Yes, that's where I was going with okay, it. Okay, St. Clair, Lance Cruz. Cruz. This is a game, the third time these two teams have played. And kind of unlike Northern Cousino, it like Northern took care of Cousino the first two times. Candidly, St. Clair... I don't want to say escaped, but escaped with a three-point win and a two-point win, the first two meetings. So I'm like, all right, this is going to be a bloodbath. First note for Lance Cruz, Karan Williams was out. He was in a sling, didn't play. He is a volume shooter for them. He scores a lot. He shoots a lot. But at the end of the night, he always has, seems like, 20-some points every every night. St. Clair came out and at absolutely mollywopped Lance Cruz <laughs> from you've yeah, been waiting to use that all day <laughs> Lance Cruz I believe went up for nothing and then it was all St. Clair the rest of the way it was the best game that I've seen personally 
from Kai Penowell and Hunter Richardson. They were they were one and the same. When they they just rotated and nothing was lost when one came out for the other. First quarter was 14 to 8 St. Clair. It was 31-14 at the half. Now, one note I want to make cuz this will come up later. And it was probably the earliest I've ever seen a team get into the bonus. The fouls were 7 nothing in favor of St. Clair with 3.58 left to go in the first quarter. Wow. I think that might be the quickest I've ever seen a team get in the bonus. Now, with that said, a lot of those seven fouls were probably fouls. And St. Clair probably had one or two in there, but it didn't seem like it was horrible. Like, obviously, 7 nothing fouls are almost never 7 nothing. Um, but as you always say, they even out. I believe it was the fouls then became like seven to five. Yeah, and it didn't play a huge factor because again at halftime it's thirty one fourteen, and Saint Clair is taking care of business. And here was the impressive part: Eli Lore picked up two fouls in the first quarter, and Matt Distelrath, the head coach at Saint Clair, was aggressive and put him out to start the second quarter. He gets the inbound and four seconds in gets called for an offensive foul. So your leader point guard, I believe their high score is out after four seconds into the second quarter. You then outscore Lance Cruz 17-6. And don't miss a beat. Third quarter... They they held, hold them to five points and then they win the fourth quarter twelve to eleven and win it fifty four to thirty, and Saint Clair absolutely took it to them the entire game. I believe I said outside of Croslex, who has put together some fantastic team performances, this is the best team performance tip to buzzer that I have seen all year long. Defensively, again, you hold this team to 30 points, Dennis. Think about that. 30 points, and that's with 11 in the third quarter, and then scored. Yeah, that's the the impressive thing to me is they had 19 points through three. Yeah. and That's they, locking down. That is absolutely locking down. And one of your better players is on the bench for a majority of the game. Eli Lohr still finished with 12 points. Uh, Kai Penuel and Hunter Richardson combined for 10. They were my co-players of the game because they were a force. They were getting rebounds. They were like, – again, 10 points isn't like a crazy number, but when both your post players give you 20 points, that's a huge boost. They were a force inside. Uh, Jared Cramp had eight points. Luke Ellis had seven. Cam Bleasdale had five. He hit a three. And the leading scorer for Lance Cruz had six points, and he had the first two buckets of the game and scored one more the rest of the way. Wow. So that is a huge, impressive win for St. Clair. You talk about playing your best basketball at the right time. You feel like they're starting to get there, and come district time, that's that's obviously when you want to be playing because when St. Clair was winning, it was usually close games, Dennis. Like it felt like we'd come back and be like, ooh, they beat Warrenwood's Tower by three or they beat Fitz by a Luke Ellis layup at the buzzer. 
two of their last three wins, they beat East Point 56-32, then they beat Warren Fitz 34-32, and now they beat Lance Cruz 54-30. And you know the game before that, they held South Lake to 30, granted in a restarted game. But in the last four basketball games, they have not given up more than 32 points. Wow. Like we talked about it with Northern, defense wins, and when we get to Mooney on Saturday, we'll talk about defense because that was the difference in the two halves. St. Clair's defense is really coming into its own, and that's going to be a scary thing for teams that have to play them in the district. What Brady was hoping for was a St. Clair Northern game. Yes. Instead, we'll get a St. Clair Cousineau game because Cousineau beat Northern. And that's for the right to go to the Blue Gold Championship, which, by the way, St. Clair is defending it because there was no tournament last year and they won it in 1920. So there you go. You're just just all kinds of information uh, today. Well, that's kind of my (laughs) (laughs) job. There there were uh, several really tight games on uh, Friday. New Haven beats Eisenhower 48-46. In the BWAC, Elmont over Armada 55-42. That one surprises me a little bit. Uh, just got that it was a 13-point game. Yeah, though. and Armada's been kind of co- more cold than hot lately. And you know they have they, – they, they play hard. It's just sometimes they struggle to get the scoring. Up in the thumb, Sandusky needed overtime to beat Marlette, 54-52. Ubley ekes out a 39-37 win over Brown City. That was a game yeah. that we were really interested in. Low scoring. I was surprised by that. The oh, I felt bad for not going up there. but So let's just walk you through the conversation Dennis and I are having that morning. So there was – Brown City had canceled school. And I had also heard that Ubley is a school that is, is usually, or at least in the past, has been strict on – no school, no athletics. And with school canceled, there's no one there to call. Because usually when we go somewhere, call, get all, hey, just making sure it's all right. Didn't happen. So we, it was, and then we saw St. Clair had the doubleheader. And we just, I just kind of made a calculated risk or decision. to Because if I go to Brown City and it's not happening, there's no game. Yeah, you're not getting from Brown City back to St. Clair. Maybe for the, the second – well, actually, no. not even for that because that was like a 8 o'clock scheduled game or start. something like that. Yeah. So. so where, like, if I went to Richmond and I find out it's canceled, I can turn around, go down, grash it, get somewhere, buy tip-off. It's happened before. Um, but going up to Brown City and knowing that St. Clair had had – two games and the fact that we had bumped a St. Clair girls game earlier in the week. That's why I really wanted to get up there and I missed a heck of a game, but that's was our thought process. So if you hate us for it, I understand because I don't think anybody hates us for it, (laughs) but that's just where we were. And also getting to Brown city from Port Huron is, some back roads. <laughs> and knowing how some of those back roads are, I also that played a factor in it yeah. as well. Memphis beat K Pack sixty two to thirty six. Peck over CPS thirty seven twenty two and a game that flipped the standings uh in the uh NCTL stars. North Huron beat Deckerville forty eight forty two. So Deckerville was six and one in league going into that one. 
and uh, North Huron was six and two. So now North Huron seven and two, and Deckerville six and two. So North Huron takes a half game lead in the Stars, but Deckerville still has a league game left uh, and a chance uh, to at least share a title at this point. But that was a, a tough loss for them. There was hockey on Friday, but I'm going to tie that into Saturday's yep. hockey, and then we'll have a couple of girls' basketball scores from Saturday, and then we can get into the girls' draws, and we can do that We also all have a Mooney game to talk in, about. And a Mooney game to talk about. So we can do all of that in the next segment because this segment was, uh, was a pretty long segment, but we had a couple of days to talk about. So uh, we got more still to come. Don't go away. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 800- 250-7520. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Do you have the right financial advisor to help you reach your goals? Ameriprise Advisors can create a personalized, goal-based plan to help you prepare for whatever life brings so you can feel more confident about your financial future. Call Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. That's 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC. Member FINRA and SIPC. Take advantage of high market values by tapping into your home's equity with a low-rate home equity line of credit from Advia Credit Union. Use the cash for seasonal spending, consolidating high-interest debt, and much more. Learn more and get started online at adviacu.org forward slash HELOC. All loans subject to approval. Equal housing opportunity. NMLS number 401863. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our guarantee. Looking for that perfect first vehicle for your kid's sweet 16? Maybe you just want a quality vehicle at a fair price. 
Whatever your needs are, Jepson Car Company will take care of you. Located at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair, Jepson has a wide variety of pre-owned vehicles that can fit your budget. With a great selection for first-time car buyers, check out their website at jepsoncarco.com. That's J-E-P-S-O-N car C-O.com. Or give them a call at 810-662-3048 to find the perfect ride. We welcome you to make Port Huron Schools your district of choice. Your child will experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region at Port Huron Schools. We specialize in providing personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. This year, more than ever, we truly appreciate our families and would like to thank them for their continued support. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Magnet International would like to thank the Blue Water area for welcoming us into their community. We are excited to put our roots down in this beautiful, growing area. As the largest auto supplier in North America, we are thrilled to call Blue Water area home and look forward to many, many years in this wonderful community. Our brand new facility is located off of Range Road in St. Clair, Michigan. Magna is a proud sponsor of Blue Water area high school athletics. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. And you are back with uh, Dennis and Brady, Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck On Sports podcast. Uh, still a lot to get to, so let's just get to it. Friday night there was some hockey. Orchard Lake St. Mary's shut out Northern 6 to uh, nothing, but the uh, Huskies would uh, rebound on Saturday and play a much better Hockey, and again, St. Mary's, come on. They got their own rink on campus. So that tells you everything you need to know about that. The funny part about St. Mary's is that there's other people in the Catholic League that are upset with St. Mary's because they have housing. So they have addresses. (laughs) They have addresses, and that's how. Oh, by the way, real quick note. Did you see St. Mary's is the number one ranked high school team, not in Michigan, but the United States? Really? Yes. I did not know for that. For baseball coming up. It uh, was, I'm not surprised by that. I'm on Twitter and I see number one, St. Mary's. Number two, IMG Academy, <laughs> which you know is that yeah. one in Florida where it's literally like. It's, it's sport, a baseball it's, school. It, it was, it's a sports high yeah. school. Like if you look at their roster, their football team has like 50 commits everywhere. And yeah. Yeah. So that just, yes, it's there's a lot of talent coming through Orchard Lake Little League. Yeah. Apparently. Yes. They're all out of Orchard Lake. Yes, they are. They're all anyway. Pontiac kids. Anyway. Um, Anchor Bay beat Eisenhower 2-1, to one, and Thumb Legion beat Manistee 6-3 to three on Friday. On Saturday, uh, Thumb Legion lost to Tawas 6-2. to two. Marysville went to shootout in the, uh, what is it, the OAA Mac Showcase. showcase. Uh, 3-2, to two, they beat Bloomfield Hills. Uh, in uh, that one, uh, while Northern and Canton met at McMorrin Arena Saturday afternoon in what was a really fun hockey game. Northern ended up losing in overtime 6-5. to five. The, uh, the game was scoreless, uh, and then Canton picked up a penalty eight minutes in, and on the uh, Husky power play first, Logan Sheffer stopped a breakaway shorthanded. Uh, and then seconds later, Northern went to the other end. Jeremiah McHugh made a great pass from the right corner 
back out into the slot to Kyron Bruno, who was coming right down the pipe, and he snapped it home. Beautiful goal. one nothing Huskies on the power play. A little later in the period, we had a five-minute penalty, a boarding call uh, against a kid. Did, did, did he deserve a penalty? Yes. Was it vicious that I think he was trying to hurt anybody? No, I actually think both guys kind of lost their balance and the one guy basically used the northern kid to shield himself from going into the – is what it looked like for me up top. But it you was – thought a, a major was excessive. Yeah, I mean – At least from your angle. He, he got the penalty. Northern's on the, on the power play. Another penalty's coming up, so they pull the goalie. So it's six against four. Northern possesses the puck for at least a minute. I mean, it was beautiful. The way it all worked out, and finally Nick Robbins scored from in the uh, slot on a setup from Matt Monahan, and the Huskies are up two to nothing on a couple of power play goals at the end of the first period. Played a really good period, but Canton's another one of those teams. I looked at their roster. I'm like, where are these guys from? They got a kid with 25 goals, a kid with 19 goals, a kid with 18 goals, a kid with 13 goals, a defenseman with 40 points. Like they right. got some players, um, and it uh, and and they got an early goal in the second. Defenseman by the name of Nick Parrish scored 2:22 into the second to make it two to one. It stayed two to one until there was three minutes to go in the period, and then it just was. Every time you looked up, somebody was scoring a goal. Um, guy by the name of Aiden Kochurik, another defenseman, scores at 14.02 to tie the game at 2-2. 14 seconds later, <laughs> Northern retakes the lead on a Jeremiah McHugh goal. You've seen some quick goals recently. I've seen some quick goals recently. A minute 31 later, Matt Monahan scores on a great play by Josh Simpson. Simpson, like, skated all around the zone and then fired a pass in front, and Monaghan with a beautiful tip up under the bar. Another, like, highlight. I saw some highlight real goals in this game. So that makes it 4-2. to two. 58 seconds later, though, on a power play, Canton gets a goal from Tyler Husted. He's got 26 of them now this year. So Jeez. 15 seconds to go in the second. Now it's a 4-3 to three game going into the third. Third period started off a little slow, and then it started to heat up. Uh, it was a physical game all game long. There were lots of big hits. Easton Plater was rocking guys. Best game I've seen him play as a Husky. Um, but finally, a kid named Cameron Kitts got a garbage goal, his 20th. But Nolan Lemon, this is the, the, their defenseman, starts from behind his own net, swoops around a couple of guys in his own zone, Swoops around a couple of guys in the neutral zone. <laughs> swoops around a couple of guys. Kind of datsuks some people because he beat some guys and he went back and he beat them a second time. <laughs> Got out in front of the net and Sheffer stones him, but the rebound lands right on Kitz's stick and he just taps it in. Game's tied 4-4. Four to four. Kitz isn't going to get an easier goal his 20th of the year. Where are these guys coming from? Uh, so now uh, that happens at 947, so it's 4-4. Four, four. Now at 14:49, which uh, quick math, 2:11 left in the uh, the game. Yeah, two minutes and 11 seconds left in the game. Kid named Luke Amos, just his second goal of the year, which explains why he celebrated like a madman, um, to give Canton their first lead of the game, five to four. Northern pulls the goalie. 58 seconds after falling behind, 
bang, Matt Monahan gets his second goal on, on a wild scramble in front of the net and ties the game with actually a minute 12 to go. They, they pulled their goalie pretty early. It's pretty aggressive. I like that. Yeah. Um, a lot of times in high school hockey, I think the coaches wait too long. Like, you'll be down a goal. In the NHL, it used to be you're down a goal, about a minute, minute 10 left, you get the goalie out. Now they're pulling the goalie with five minutes to go in the game especially, in the NHL. Especially when you get to the playoffs. Yeah. Um, in high school, it always seems to me like coaches wait until there's under a minute. They wait till there's 40 or 30 seconds left to pull their goalie. And I've always thought, get them out. Uh, and Northern got them out, you know, pretty quickly there, and they got the goal. So we go to overtime. Northern gets a power play to start the overtime, and they get a couple of really good chances to win the game and can't cash in. And then once the penalty is over, Canton gets the puck down into the Huskies' end, and it's about a three-minute session of a shooting gallery where Logan Sheffer is now knocking away shots and standing on his head. And finally, in just a goofy scramble in front, I actually think it hit two Northern guys and deflected right to where Danny Fletcher was standing, and he just swooshed it into the open net for the game-winning goal, 525 into overtime. That was his <laughs> he ninth. It. Yeah, like he it. was on the backhand, and he just kind of and got his 19th <laughs> goal uh, of the year. I love it. I, I see a lot of Northern overtime games. The goals never look clean against them that beat them. There's always, like, traffic in front. It hits something, hits somebody, goes off the, the backboards I mean, and pops can, back in front of the net. It seems like it's been like that. For, you can go back to the semifinal games they played years ago. Yeah. It's, How many times did it hit off a weird board behind and pop out in front and bang? Like, it's one thing if a guy just makes a great move on a breakaway and you're just like, you tip your cap and go, Shouldn't have made that pass or should have held on to. But when it goes ting, 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 oh, right on his stick. Yeah, yeah it's it, always just weird. And it was, a, it was a weird goal, but I, also kind of appropriate for the chaos that was that hockey game mm -hmm. with the hitting and the goals and coming in like bunches. And it was just a, a really fun uh, hockey game. Matt Monahan had two goals and two assists. Uh, Jeremiah McHugh had a goal and two assists for uh, Northern um, and uh, Mr. Belanger <laughs> had two assists. You made a few uh, people very Carter, happy. Carter, Carter Bellinger had two assists in the game. It's also uh, senior day um, for uh, Northern uh, as well. So His hockey playoffs start this week. Yes. You want to get into that uh, real um, quick before well, we yeah, actually, switch to basketball? We'll, we'll be busy coming up uh, for – I got this written down here. We'll be busy coming up starting on Wednesday – um, the 23rd, 7 o'clock from Suburban Ice Arena. It'll be Thumb Legion against Stony Creek. Um, neither team has a good record this year, mm -hmm. which means either team can win this game. Right. And the winner would get Romeo in the next game. Obviously, if it's Thumb Legion, then we'll have that game yes. the, the next day. Then on uh, Thursday, switch regions. Yes. But still at Suburban. Because now we go from D2 to D1. Northern against uh, Utica is a 5.30 faceoff, followed by PH Unified against Ike, which is an 8 o'clock faceoff. The winners will meet each other on Saturday. Yes. So if PH can beat Ike, they'd play Northern right. on Saturday, assuming Northern beats Utica. I've, I've seen Utica twice this year. They're not bad, but I think 
Northern, Northern is the win. favorite going into this game, just based on who they play. Right. They should their their caliber should be up a notch over Utica. But Utica's not a bad team. So don't like this isn't gonna be Northern fifteen, Utica nothing. This right. is gonna be a hockey game, but Northern should should win the game, in my opinion. Then on Friday, Marysville and Anchor Bay are the second game if Thumb Legion wins. Mm-hmm. Because the Romeo game, they're the hosts, so they get the 5 o'clock game. <laughs> so we could have two games on Friday, but for sure we'll have Marysville and Anchor Bay. Then Saturday, uh, assuming Northern or PH win, or both of them win, mm-hmm. we'll have an 8 o'clock game for you on Saturday. Um, and then the following Monday, if Marysville, Anchor Bay, or Thumb Legion advance to the final, that's the regional final for D2. And the regional final for the D1 tournament, if Northern or PH get through, isn't until Wednesday. Wow. So. That's weird. Don't they usually try to have it all in one uh, week? That, usually, but I mean, like, I, it- I think a lot of things are going on at Suburban. I think Suburban, well, we know they're hosting at least two, and they might be hosting a, a, a D3 one as well. Like, isn't it usually like Monday, like one re- will go Monday, Wednesday, Friday, another will go like Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday? And you get it done in a week. You, you try to. But for sure, we've got hockey playoffs Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Guaranteed. All I'll right. Guarantee it. All right. Yes. And then, well, we'll have, so you want me to talk about the Mooney game before? Yeah, we, let, do, let's do the Mooney game. And then we'll get into the girls' basketball in the next segment yeah. because we'll wrap that all for, First, I'll tell you, Lakeview beat PH 60-38. Yep. And Madison beat Marine City 62-52. Those games were also played on Saturday. Uh, you had to get up early on Saturday. I did. Probably hung over. Uh, and see Mooney and Greenhouse. I will not take that character slander. Um, <laughs> I was right and ready to go for the third matchup in uh, this rivalry this season. Mooney the first time beat Greenhills by about 10 at home. Then they went to Greenhills and it was... Kind of not going to make excuses because it was in the middle of their worst stretch. It was, what, off a snow day, and you had to go two hours to Ann Arbor, and they got thwacked um, by about, I think they lost by 29 in that one. So this one, I was very interested to see how it played out. And it started off, Mooney was a little sluggish to start. Uh, Finn Klein the guard for Green Hill is a heck of a player. He had two and ones in the first quarter. Um, a couple of Everhart threes kept Mooney in it. Uh, it was 15-10 to 10 after one. And Mooney goes on a 5-0 run to start the second quarter. 15-15. We're, we're in business. And then Green Hills would score like the next nine points. Mooney... Hit a couple shots to, again, at Brian Everhart and Julian Iadisi were hitting threes just to keep them within an arm's length. Like, it felt like Green Hills was going to take over. They'd hit a three just to keep it close enough. 34-25 at the half, and it felt like Green Hills should have been up more. And I mentioned in the pregame, during their stretch of four, when they've lost three of four and almost lost four of four, They'd given up 71, 67, 66, and 68 points. Dennis, me and you know that Mike McAndrews, his uh, image of Mooney basketball is defense, hard work. We're going to lock guys down. 
that is not reflective of the overall picture of Mooney basketball. It's not the overall reflective of what this team is. It's just been a tough stretch for mm-hmm. whatever reasons you want to give. Um, and 34 points through the first half puts them on pace for 68. And that's, again, not great. Mooney comes out in the third quarter, and I don't know what Mike McAndrews said or did in that locker room, but something clicked. He borrowed a few words from uh, Coach Rice's uh, vocabulary. 18-9 <laughs> in the third, tied at 43, heading into the fourth quarter. And Trent Rice, who was dead quiet in the first half, starts making layups, starts getting to the basket, starts drawing fouls. Iadisi and Everhart keep hitting threes. And then in the fourth quarter, they're pulling away. And Greenhills, by the way, had been hitting threes as well. Finn Klein at halftime had five points. But in the second half, Lucas Knorr, a sophomore, started. He's hitting threes. A, a guy off the bench, Alex Yee, is hitting threes with guys in his face. Again, bench player that I think is just a shooter for him. Mooney's up, and they kind of have this one, not one, but they look like they're going to win. I think they're up four. Alex Yee from, it would have been a deep three at SC4. Guy in his face, throws up a rainbow that almost hits the banners at UAD Jesuit. (laughs) Which, by the way, nice place to watch a basketball game. Goes up right down the middle, bang. Inbound it, Brian Everhart gets fouled. Brian Everhart hits six free throws down the stretch, and Mooney... Hangs on to win. They were down 13 at one point. They come back and win it over Green Hills. 63-60. Brian Everhart, 21 points. Trent Rice, 16. Julian Iadisi, 13. Between Everhart and Iadisi, they combined for seven threes. And in the second half, especially the third quarter, the defense is what got them back in the game. They gave up 17 points in the fourth, but a lot of that was a scramble at the end. And the other thing they did is Finn Klein had 15 points at halftime, finished with 19. Oh, that's you know that's a good job too. Between like, Everhart yeah. and Rice, they were giving him the treatment where he couldn't go to the concession stand and buy a hot dog because one of them would have been in between them. And and at some gyms, the the concession is right behind the bench. Southfield Christian. Uh, so, anyways. So, that's a nice <laughs> win for Mooney in the opening round of the uh, C, the Catholic League. I think it's the Cardinal Division, right? Yeah, the Cardinal Division tournament. Um, they they move on, and your alma mater, Bishop Foley, moves on oh, as well. And they are uh, – I got word that they are – there's an alliance between Bishop Foley and Mooney for the Bishop Foley-Gabriel Richard game. Because Gabriel Richard, or Riverview Gabriel Richard is 17-0. and And look right there, the alliance, <laughs> Bishop Foley and Mooney. Well, well, unless they can combine teams, uh, it's still a tall task to, uh, to beat Gabriel Richard. Yes. Um, Mooney. And I don't think they're going to let them combine teams. <laughs> <laughs> Mooney, by the way, Moves on. They take on Everest Collegiate. Uh, Everest beat them earlier in the year at the buzzer, uh, but Mooney gets another crack at them. 
for the right to go to the championship. That game is tomorrow at Marion. Sorry, your semifinal's too far away. <laughs> but I th- if they win, I believe it's Saturday at Eastern Michigan. So oh, okay, we'll keep that in mind. Yes, uh, it's we'll- it's going to be a busy uh, week uh, coming up. But uh, but we'll keep that in mind. All right, we're going to take a break. There's a couple more scores, actually, from Saturday in girls' basketball, but we'll, we'll do those, and then we'll talk about the, uh, the girls' draws for the districts. And if you're curious, Blue Water Media Poll will do it Wednesday because there's been so much to talk about. Yeah. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-87. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty. Small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. If your windows stick, (laughs) slip, (laughs) squeak, or leak, replace them with Anderson windows. With low-E glass, low-maintenance exteriors, and rich wood interiors, standard and custom sizes, they can turn simple window replacement into serious home improvement. Oh. Hi, Chip Mortimer here, inviting you to experience the difference at Mortimer Lumber. Our expert staff will be here to help before, during, and after the sale. Stop by Mortimer Lumber, 24th and Lapeer Avenue in Port Huron. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810 Hey guys, Brady Beaton here to let you know that TP Logos is now at their brand new location. Now located at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville, TP Logos has the largest in-stock selection of your team's spirit wear. While the location has changed, the service has not. They still will handle all of your custom screen printing and embroidery needs. Check out tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. Don't wait weeks for your gear. Get it in days with TP Logos. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our guarantee. 
This is Lucy Harris. I'm a class of 2022 senior, and I play on the golf team at Port Huron Northern. As a Port Huron school student, I had the opportunity to participate in the most extracurricular and academic opportunities in the region. I can even earn free college credits from the Blue Water Middle College. At Port Huron Schools, I am treated as an individual, and my teachers care about my specific needs. After graduating, I plan to study abroad and attend college to eventually become a teacher. That's my Port Huron School story. What will yours be? Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington, a family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Back with uh, Dennis and uh, Brady. All right, uh, Clawson beat New Haven 49-18 to in girls basketball on uh, Saturday, while uh, Marysville avenged an earlier season loss to Lakeview. Another good game between these two teams. Lady Vikings win it 44-40. to Yes, that's a big win there, Mac. Blue gold champions, and it avenges their loss in this same game a year ago where they fell in the Mac blue gold championship all right so that's all the scores yes but the uh, ladies draw is out so let's uh start talking about that yeah we'll just start in division one and work down so the one d1 district that we really care about and we've already talked about how much of a gauntlet is the I guess it's a five-team district with the Port Huron Schools, Anchor Bay, Lance, Cruz, North, and Dakota. Port Huron and Anchor Bay play the, I guess, the play-in game, the pre-district game. That game is on the 28th, and it's hosted by Lance, Cruz, North. So Port Huron a rematch with Anchor Bay, beat them earlier in the season. Winner gets Dakota. So that means the other semifinal is Lance, Cruz, North, and Port Huron, Northern. So we, we, uh, we've talked about how Port here on high, um, if they want to win a district, it's going to be a gauntlet for them. Lance Cruz North and Dakota were the top two seeds. And, we'll, again, we'll talk about this on a different show because we don't have all the time in the world. But the way the MHSA does it, it's like how did they even come up with this system to draw? It, it's alphabetical. It's weird. We'll talk about yeah, it. it yeah, it, it's weird. But uh, PH drawing Anchor Bay, that's a good draw for them. Right, and um, Anchor Bay has struggled this year. Sometimes getting the pre-district game isn't bad, so you're not sitting around for so long. And when a game you feel like you should win, that's not the worst thing in the world for the Big Reds. No. Northern's going to have a tough one with Brooke Daniels yeah. and, and Lance Cruz. In, in all honesty, and, and you know that we, we love the Huskies, but that's a game that they are a big underdog in. Uh, against Lance Cruz North. The PH Dakota game is round three of what's been a heavyweight fight between those two teams this year, and and I think either team can win, and I can give you reasons why one either team would be the favorite or either team would be the underdog in that one. Right. Um, those are two really 
good basketball. And if you're Lance Cruz North, you're hoping for an easy game, and you're hoping PH and Dakota kill each other. Well, remember last year, Northern's best game came against Lance Cruz North. They almost upset them in the semifinals. They played really well. They really, really did. But again, we were talking. We're talking about a team that had a lot of senior experience. Yes. Um, to a team this year that is very young. All right, Division Two. We will start with the uh, district hosted by Marysville. Again, the five teams in there: the East China Schools, Marysville, Algonac, and Richmond. The play-in game, I guess, um, if you, that's what you want to call it, on the 28th, Algonac and Richmond will play the two BWAC schools matchup. Winner plays Marine City. So. That means we get round three of Marysville-St. Clair. Do you think St. Clair wants a round three with Marysville? I think they would have preferred one with Marine City. I do, too, because that's the team that they played tougher. Yes. Yes, it is. And I, I feel like if St. Clair were to play Marine City again, they could go up and nab them. Marysville has handled St. Clair better than Marine City has. But, again, to win this district – Marysville's going to have to beat Marine City a third time. Marysville, obviously the favorite because they've won. They've beaten every team they've played in this district multiple times. Um, but that's that's the district. I mean, what are your thoughts? Just My thoughts are is if Marine City doesn't get to the final, something's wrong here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Marysville, until somebody beats them, is the team to beat. Of course. Of course. Um, the other district <clears throat> in this region, they don't match up. The Marysville one's District 62, and they match up with District 61, which, by the way, is Cranbrook, so you're probably going to get the top two seeds are Cranbrook and Clawson. So that's probably who the winner of the Marysville district will meet. Emily City hosts District 63. Six-team district, it's Five BWAC teams in Otisville, Lakeville, who is 8 and 10. Emily City and Yale get the buys. They are the top two seeds. Almont and Armada play in a pre district game. The winner takes on Emily City. So we might, it, Armada's the favorite. That is looking like who Emily City is going to have to beat to get back to a final. A young team that maybe can rise up and do something. I don't know. Um, on the other side, Croslex and Otisville Lakeville play for the right to go on to, to challenge Yale. Or yeah, Croslex, Otisville, Lakeville play. Winner goes to the semifinal to play Yale, and then the winner of that plays either MLA City or the winner of Almon Armada. Okay, got it. Sorta. Of. And then real quick, I'm getting there. <laughs> Real quick, I feel bad for North Branch because you've seen them. They're a pretty solid team, right? Um, their district, they play Ortonville-Brandon in the opening round. Then in the semifinals, they'd have to beat Goodrich. But if they made it through there, they'd probably have to play Lake Fenton. Yeah. Uh, but what are you going to do? Right. Uh, I, I'm, just, I'm looking at this, and I'm trying to, to sort it out in my head. I'm I'm thinking Armada is obviously the favorite over Elma. I think we're going to get a third game between Armada and Yale would be my thing, and then the winner of that one is going to play Emily City. No, Armada and Yale are on opposite sides. The winner of Armada, Elmont, plays Emily City. The winner of Crosswell, oh, okay. Lakeville, 
plays Yale. Okay. I just misunder- misinterpreted how, how you said that. Yes. So, basically, to me, Yale has the easiest route to the fi- – they have an easier route to the finals than MLA City does. Yes, but getting through MLA City is going to be tough. Um, I believe that's it for Division Two. Division Three. Let's start with Sandusky. They are hosting a district. They have a bye. The pre-district game that feeds into the Sandusky semifinal, Brown City K-Pack. So two GTC East teams doing battle again. On the other side, there's only one local team on the other side. Kingston has the other bye in this district. They're 14-4. and four. They play the winner of Marlette and Millington. Don't know much about uh, Millington. They're but I'm going to assume 11. they're okay. They're seven and eleven. And and um, but Kingston is good. Yeah. Kink, uh, I, I again, I look at this. Your final should be Kingston and Sandusky, and that should be a really good game. Mm-hmm. Um, the other Division three, the only other one I uh, see in D three, Harbor Beach. They're up in D three. They're Metropolis up there now. <laughs> they um. They're in a district at Cairo. They play Unionville Seabowing. If they win that game, they take on Bad X. Harbor Beach 12-3 and three and can't get a first-round bye. They're not top two because Bad X is 13-4 and four and Cass City's 12-3 and three as well. Cairo in this district 11-7 and seven as well. Yeah, they got a lot of good teams, and that's uh, anybody's district as far as I'm concerned. You wouldn't, you wouldn't shock me telling, telling me any of those teams you just mentioned won that district. Yeah, so that's Division Three, Division Four. Real quick, I'll give you Cardinal Mooney. Um, uh, they t- they're in a three-team district. They play New Haven Merritt, and then the winner plays in a, the championship against Parkway Christian, which is who they upset last year yep. to get there. Uh, Peck is in a four-team district hosted by Mayville. Peck plays Dryden. Winner plays uh, Mayville or Genesee Christian. Okay. Genesee Christian, the only team in that district with a winning record. CPS is hosting the other D4 district. The top two seeds, Deckerville at 13-4 and four, and North Huron 11-7. and seven. The other local teams, CPS, they play Caseville in the opening round, and Ubley plays Owendale-Gagetown. Ubley would play North Huron. CPS would play Deckerville if they win. I believe that's most of our area. Yeah. I don't think we left anybody out. So... Um, you go on the MHSA website, they have it all very nice and neat. So that, that, that coverage will start next week, and we're going to really hit the ground running once March Madness starts. We are going to be all over the place. We will be. Uh, and it uh, really, all for, for all intents and purposes, March Madness starts Wednesday with our beginning of the uh, coverage of uh, high school hockey. Uh, and uh, today, just uh, one game on the uh, stream. I'll be at uh, Marine City. It's girls basketball tonight, Marine City against Warren Cusno. And actually, that should be a pretty good basketball game. Yes, it should. A rematch from earlier in the year. All right. Uh, it's been a long show today, but that's everything. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.